This is a Spark Sunland original podcast. This is The Onion Bag with Dom Aberdeen, Jack Ostwick and Liam Caffrey. On Spark. Hello and welcome to another instalment of The Onion Bag podcast. I am one of your three hosts, Jack Ostwick, and joining me today I have another one, Dom Aberdeen. Hello mate. How are you? I'm alright, I'm Shamiel. Good to hear it. Unfortunately, the third man, Liam Caffrey, is Fortunately absent. Fortunately or unfortunately? Unfortunately. Oh, right. He is okay. absent okay. today. However, we do have someone to fill the gap. We have Grace. How are you, Grace? Hello. I'm good, thank you. So, tell us a little bit about yourself, Grace. Oh, um, what do you want to know? I feel like I'm giving like a dating profile. Like, I'm 19, I like, like long walks on the beach. Um, I support Watford um, from there. Living... Uh, near Nottingham, so give a little bit of love to Forest as well. Of course, you and um, you know, just oh, well, I do. I'm head of sport at Spark, and I do Friday home time. You basically are, in a way, you're you're our yeah. boss. <laughs> yeah, really, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, we've no got pressure. the boss on the podcast, <laughs> and obviously, it's topical as Sunderland are facing Watford this weekend in what could be a very, very pivotal game in the playoff race, and we will get into that a little bit later. Spark. So, while we're on it, we may as well talk about the lads, I suppose, and we'll start with what was a brilliant away day for me and you, Dom, didn't we? Oh. It's a brilliant day. If you've seen the Sparks Sunderland story, you will have seen Dom was up at the ripe time of 4am to fell <laughs> down to West Brom. I was there the night before, luckily. But yeah, what an away day. I mean, 1-0 down at half-time, and then suit with Dennis second, the goal machine from left-back. <laughs> Two goals twice, from left-back. And pretty much keeps our playoff hopes alive. And boosters on his sixth. In the last two nights, Sheffield United have beat uh, West Brom and Burnley beat Blackburn to solidify our spot in sixth. You could say it's in our hands. It is, it is definitely in our hands. I mean, the game against your team on Saturday, Grace, mm. is huge for us. We yeah. really have to win it. How are we feeling out of it? I genuinely, I don't know what to feel because every single Chris Wilder game we've had, we've changed our squad by at least like six players. <laughs> so I'm not sure what to expect from a Watford perspective, but I think, I don't know, because last time we played 2-2 draw, like lucky that I think you guys scraped the draw. Because yeah. at that moment, you ha- you didn't have a very good start to the season. And mm-hmm. I think that was probably the pivotal point for you guys to like kick into gear. And I think that was when we were still with Rob Edwards. Yeah, we Rob might, Edwards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You change manager like every other week. So yeah, it's hard, it's hard to, keep, to keep track actually. <laughs> the wiki page is getting long when I look at that. <laughs> but um, so I think that was probably like one of our games because we had a really really good start, and then that was the start of our decline. And I think maybe we might see something similar. Not that I'm not backing my team, but I feel like Sunderland are probably going to do one over on us. I mean, I'd like to think so, obviously. Who were we to like? <laughs> that, that first game, I remember that was one of our first, it was like mid-September. That was one of our first big tests. Like, mm-hmm. Watford away, just come down to the Premier League, that was like... We yeah. didn't have a striker that day game. either. We didn't. Because Sims no. and Stewart were both injured. Sims and Stewart were both injured. We'd just beat Red and 3-0, haven't we, I think. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that was obviously, that game was like a big one for us to sort of like, it's like a big step of like being able to test yourself. And um, obviously, Dewey got the last-minute equaliser. <laughs> Fortunately, one feature on Saturday as he's out for the season, like every other player on our team. But yeah, it's uh, definitely a big game on Saturday. I mean, if oh, you yes. win, it, it could almost be done by Saturday, which is quite remarkable. But you win, then you could go to Preston, 
and maybe a point might do it for us. And then you think, how have we got gone and got playoffs in our first season? Two, two seasons in a row finishing the playoffs, just ridiculous. Back to back to back. I mean, win league, uh, win promotion at League One, win promotion at the Championship, and then win the league. Storm, storm the Prem. Yeah, why not? Doesn't sound like a bad, uh, bad idea to be honest. I, I mean, I'd take it, and uh, why not? Eh? To be fair, right? The we'll get on to it a bit. Like more into detail later on, but the fact that we're even talking about a playoff push with the amount of injuries we've had. It's crazy, isn't it? Ridiculous. We've had basically no striker for vast majority of the season. Yeah. I mean, our captain's been injured all season, pretty much. The fact the fact we're able to go two games to go, we could could potentially be going to Wembley again for the uh, I believe the sixth time in nine years. Something like that, yeah. Crazy amount. Magical. Oh, it is. I believe the word is. And like as well against West Brom, we played a back three slash five. The three centre backs. Not one of them is a natural centre back or started the career in centre back. I feel sorry for and Joe then, Anderson to be honest. You're the only fit cent- <laughs> only fit centre back at the club, and you still don't get a game. Still doesn't get in the team. But I just I, I suppose that shows the quality that these people have been. Um, the versatility. Playing, yeah, and yeah. how they're they're just willing to do anything to help the team win, and that that's the. The bit that's really got us through. I mean, that second goal against um, West Brom. If you haven't seen it, see it, please. Please watch that goal from start to finish. We pick up the ball after a counter attack, and it's just so. It's brilliant the patience of the build up at that point in the game to just to have that much trust in your system, and eventually get a goal from it against a team who are also pushing. Haven't lost at home since October. Yeah, it's a beautiful, beautiful goal, and it's similar to what the sort of football we've played all season. Prime really. Mowbray ball. Oh, it is. It's like watching Barcelona in 2009. Incredible. You could argue. The thing is, though, when you look at the other teams in playoffs, you've got Luton, Middlesbrough. Do you really think you'd beat teams like no. that who have been so in form that's, at the yeah. moment? I think that's where this, this is. This is where the camp splits. Yeah. This shows because his youthful optimism towards my like, I just. No. Mm. See, no, I don't. I don't think we. It, it's looking like Luton are going to be third now, and realistically, we're probably going to finish sixth if we get there. Yeah. I don't think we will beat Luton over two legs. I don't think we beat anyone over two legs. Yeah. If I'm honest. That's the thing. I think anyone in the playoffs, we've, we've one-off game at mm. Wembley, you can beat them. But no, no. Because you can. No. A one-off game, you can beat them. No. We've already beat Borough this season. I know, but we've also lost to Borough this season. Yeah, yeah I suppose. We've well, got the argument. Millwall could pip it. Millwall definitely could. Yeah, because yeah. they're—I think they're one point out, aren't they? Something mm-hmm. like that. I mean, most teams are one yeah. point out. Yeah. I know we haven't lost to Millwall this season, but I think they could be us as well. Oh, we'd beat Millwall, man. No. We'd beat Millwall. I genuinely think en- the minute we enter the playoffs, we're done for. What? I'm so, I'm so pessimistic I about know, it. Oh, I don't know what it is. I just is. can't see us win. Like I can't see us winning either of the legs. I definitely don't see us winning at Wembley. See, I think we're more likely to win a Wembley than the two no, legs. No, no. The two legs is where we like. I just think over two. I mean, we'd have the home leg. So what we go to Luton with a one-two and a lead. That's that's dangerous. We're just we're just not going, going up to Kenya that like, no, That's difficult. If we we'll say, I, I don't. I, I, do, I am with you. I don't think we will go. If up. if we go, I'll I'll do whatever you like. No, but I think we'll. Uh, I think we'll get in the playoffs. But I don't think we'll make I'll it. Shave me head clean off. <laughs> That that is on record, by the way. Oh. That is there, right? You are getting a baldy if suddenly <laughs> I'll do an Alex nail. I'll shave yeah. my head bald. Yeah, there, we go. it's there. 
Oh, Diana. Okay, now I definitely don't want this to go up now. Sparksunderland.com Elsewhere in the northeast, I mean, we came out the ground to see Newcastle pretty much 3 nil up already. <laughs> I mean, in nine minutes against Spurs, that was lightning. What was it, five and 20 minutes? Five and, uh, yeah, 20 minutes, 20 minutes. The only minutes. team that's uh, conceded uh, more quicker is Watford. <laughs> is that, is that the <laughs> same lost 8 nil? Yeah. I remember yeah, that one. Five, yeah, 5 nil in 18 minutes. Oh, I remember that yeah. one. Only yeah. big clubs lose 8 uh-huh. nil, I've heard. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we, we, we're in the same camp there, we've been there. But that, that was just. So that's a, a game that essentially could decide the Champions League spots. I don't think they'll move. If I'm honest, I think Newcastle are solidified. They are now, definitely. You, you go beat your pretty much your nearest rivals six one. <laughs> ridiculous. Jacob Murphy scoring from thirty yards. I mean, what's going on there? Jacob Murphy scoring in 2023. Yeah. Never mind Two, outside the box twice. It was just ridiculous. It came out three 0 up. What the hell is going on? I, th- yeah, I think five five by twenty. When it gets to that, you kind of have to have a look at. Uh, Conte got sacked for calling the players a bunch of losers. When when do we like go back to him and go? Maybe you were right. You were right. Maybe he's, uh yeah, all sorts going on. Davinson Sanchez got subbed on after after I think twenty five minutes. They bring a centre back on a five 0 down. By the way, is the fact you're subbing off like arguably at one point one of the best goalkeepers in the world yeah. at half time for yeah. Fraser Forster, oh who's about thirty five, definitely in the decline of his career. And he concedes us from Tyneside as well. Fraser Forster, oh, lad, <laughs> unbelievable! I, I, that is one of the results of the season. Like, oh yeah, he's just ridiculous. And then obviously, um, Stellini has ended up mm. being sacked. You've got oh, an interim. Sack an interim. You're an interim, right? All you have to do is stick it to the end of the season. How do you get sacked in that post? You'd think he was managing Watford. We've not even sacked our interim. <laughs> And and he's got a, a win rate of zero. Oh my so, god! So you know, <sighs> how do you get sacked? And then so they sacked him and brought in the interim's number two, Ryan Mason, who's going to have pretty much the exact same ideas. Well, yeah, we I, said that he wants to. He wants the job full time. He said on record. Yeah. Ryan Mason he said he wants. Yeah. He's had a rough few years. Yeah, he's yeah, yeah, right. that poor man. Very ambitious. I, I just wonder when Daniel Levy's going to realise he's the problem at that club. It's not the players. Well, did you see what Levy said um, the other day about the Super League, the Women's Super League? Mm-hmm. He said um, that the Women's Super League should get rid of promotion and relegation and make it just a big franchise. Uh, for anyone wondering, uh, Tottenham are in the relegation zone <laughs> in yes. the Women's Super League. Would make sense. Coincidence? I think not. Uh, I think the man's the man's off his rocker. I believe. I mean, you've got to you've got to look at it at some point and go. Does he does he actually care about what's going on? It's just crazy. I remember seeing a thing. I think this was, uh, this might have been, the one where the Sacstellini, or something like that. Just after the game, it said, "This is a club statement, club statement from Spurs, club statement from Daniel." Like he from is Daniel. Tottenham. Like like, bros. That is him. Like he is Tottenham. There is no Tottenham. It's Daniel Levy FC. Like from Daniel. Imagine that. That almost oh that must Imagine we did that. Spares, Club statement from Kirill. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, Kirill. Alright, Kirill mate. Club statement from Elton. <laughs> <laughs> he loves it. He'd do it. He'd do it. I think Elton John in manager Champions what League. Could go wrong? He'd still get sucked. <laughs> what, what could go wrong? Davy May. 
So another little roundup of the northeast as we uh, as we like to do. Obviously on Monday night, Borough after going uh, one 0 up did lose at Kenilworth Road. That puts Hatters four points clear and uh, quite likely to finish in that third spot now. I mean, was that a blatant dive or is water wet? Yes, that was the m- that was mo- the biggest dive I've seen oh, in my, my life. He barely even touches him. I don't know if he does. No, he, like, he doesn't. No, he doesn't. Austin, doesn't he? And he see. just goes, oh, I chucked myself on the floor. He's, he's gone near me. Yeah, you can see yeah. Stefan pull his hands out. I don't know how the referee hasn't seen that. You can see Stefan, he's pulled his hand and his body in. There's, there's no contact. And he's gone down. Oh, and he knows so well what he's doing as well. I know VR has been terrible this season, but even VR gives that as like... That is just, it's just complete idiocy. Like, luckily, it's not going to be that pivotal. Like, yeah. really. Like, Borough aren't going to miss out in the playoffs or automatic promotion because of it. But... Like if that happens at somewhere like if that happened in the semi exactly, you, you need know, to be having words. That it's it is really bad. I mean, there's no excuse for power decisions like that, but like no, no. I get what you're saying. It, and it swings around us. Well, I've seen loads of Luton fans going like, "Well, we've seen," like I think it was in the Burnley game. Cameron Archer went down really soft and won a penalty. And it's, you know, a lot of teams do, but like it doesn't excuse it. Like two wrongs don't make it right. And uh, Luton did go on to win that 2-1 with that penalty from Carlton Morris. Um, elsewhere, there's a big game at the bottom of League 2, uh, which pretty much has seen Hartlepool relegated back to the National League after just two seasons back in the Football League. They lost 2-0 at Houghton, their nearest relegation rivals, Crawley. And after what looked like a great start for John Askey, I think he was unbeaten in eight, they're now six points adrift of Crawley in 22nd with just six to play for. So that looks like them destined to go back down. We'll get more into that later because there is more on uh, Raj Singh and his uh, say on the club at the minute. Gateshead, who come in brilliant form in the new year, did win 2 0 away at playoff pushes Boreham Wood, which could have uh, implications for Boreham Wood's playoffs push and whether they get in there or not because it is quite tight there at the minute. Darlington. Look at that grin! <laughs> From Ian O'Hare, <laughs> the Pooley, announcer Darlington. Lost 3-1 to Kingsling. Kingsling currently second in the National League North, um, meaning they're now 13th in the league. <laughs> three points adrift to the playoff places with just three points to play for after being, I think they were second or third at they some were, point. In they the were season. top of the league they at the beginning of the, of the year. That it's just been a ridiculous fall off. I'm not sure how that's happened. But they're gonna have to I go think again won, next season. One in twelve, I believe. Mm-hmm. I mean, have you ever seen a fall off quite like that? <laughs> no. That is just ridiculous. Yeah, their their playoff hopes pretty much dead. I've seen, by the way, something to keep an eye on uh, this weekend. The National League North playoff race could be better than the championships. Yeah. I mean, there's only one game to play for, but there's still four spots up for grabs. Spenny's in that as well. Yeah. And uh, about Spenny Moore, they did win one nil away to Banbury. Obviously, as we mentioned, if results go the way, they could sneak in there. However, it does look unlikely. Blythe lost 1-0 away to Alfreton Town, meaning they're back in the relegation zone, and it is between them and Kettering who will fill the last spot and go down to, is it the Is- Ismian League? Ismian yeah, Premier? they're pitching in Northern Premier League, so it'll be them and Shields um, switching Swap- players. Swapping, yeah. So hopefully Blythe can get a result and stay in the league. And uh, speaking of Shields... They did lose 3-0 away to Stafford, however they have already won the title, they have already, that's secured. 
But a little bit of a surprise news came out just after the game that uh, Kevin Phillips has left his position as manager. I mean, what's going on there, Dom? I, I don't really know. Um, it's not very often you see a manager do so well with a team. Obviously, he came second in his first season, half season even, uh, only narrowly losing the playoffs and then storming the league the next and then inexplicably leaving. Just leave, right, pretty much 10 minutes after full time it's been announced that he's gone and there were there have been links about maybe the Solihull moves job I've seen the Walsall job that. he was potentially up for but yeah I think that just came as a bit of a shock a lot of Shields fans were shocked about it as well they didn't really see it coming and now they're already starting to worry a little bit about uh, next season in the National League North and how what sort of implications that has for them um, so that that's still yet to be seen how that could play out but yeah, definitely a shock. I mean, we all thought he was going to come play up front for Sunderland on Sunday, didn't we? That's what <laughs> might we be a playoff, of course. Formerly of Watford as well. Of Super course, Kev. of course. Uh, didn't he score, I believe, his last game professional football? Or for Palace, it was... Uh, against Watford, wasn't it? Against Watford. The You'll have to final. see it. <laughs> 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 yeah, I remember that playoff final, wasn't it? He scored the penalty. Uh, and into the women's game as well, Durham, Durham women sorry, uh, lost their final home game to Birmingham 2-1, meaning they can finish as high as 7th now. It's been an alright season, but uh, we go again. Yeah, We dust ourselves off, we go again, and uh, we storm the league next season. Well, we hope so. How are the lasses? <laughs> so a little bit on the more social media side of things, however, they are starting to push themselves as a, a genuine contender club. and a real football club that are pushing up the leads after... They've been promoted to the pitching in Ithmian Premier. The southern bracket of the division, Shields, have just left. Um, which now means Scunthorpe United, who were no less than four or five years ago playing Sunderland. A team they beat, beat by the way. Yeah, they beat Sunderland 3-0 at, um, at Scunthorpe. Now just one division separates them and hashtag United. They wouldn't <laughs> play each other because of the <laughs> geographical thing, but yeah. Spencer Owens, hashtag United, are one division away from Scunthorpe United, who less than a decade ago were in the championship. <laughs> How has that happened? A decade ago, hashtag were a five-a-side team. Yeah. Faisal Manji hadn't even scored that first goal for them quite yet. And, yeah, one one league now, one level away from Scunthorpe United. They were a very like, historical club, but they've obviously suffered back-to-back relegations now. Um, and we'll play in National League North. Do you know season. what it is? Like, I remember the day that first video came out saying, "Oh, we're making like a, a football club." Very heavy quotations used then. It's just playing like different footy teams, like Comedians Eleven and like Google Eleven. Now they've they've been on FA Cup runs and mm-hmm. the <laughs> they're a league below Scunthorpe. It's just crazy. I mean, like the the journey they've gone on is ridiculous. So, is that that'll be now the seventh tier, so mm-hmm. third step of non-league they're in now. They're not far from like actually being a recognised professional football club. Like they're really not far at all. All, um, I mean, next season only two will separate them and Hartlepool. Just <laughs> mental to me. Like, what the hell? Hashtag United. Hashtag. hashtag. I mean, wait till you do hashtag away. Wait till you see it. <laughs> hashtag away. Kid, kids are gonna grow up with parents that support hashtag. Uh-huh. Think about that. I mean, the Wembley Cup winners are now 
Oh, it's a good journey. It's a very good journey, and I think you've got to appreciate it. It's a great example of the modern well. game, but uh-huh. at the same time, you've got to think, what is going on here? Yeah, what is going on? You're right. Well, that remains to be seen how they'll do next year. I mean, they've absolutely stormed the league this year, haven't they? They've won it by quite a lot on slot. Yeah, we'll see how that goes for them. Well, the women have been promoted. Hashtag. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. They are. aren't they in well the well. national as well now? So, so yeah. can be promoted into championship if they win yep. which I think is insane because they were created not three years ago literally yeah, yeah. and they've just been promoted consistently they've just made good. an academy as well and yeah that, that they did have a youth team just the club as a whole it's just been run very yeah. well like they've, they've introduced this women teams like I think they're starting to get a youth team sorted as well and look the women's team doing very well the men's team both getting promoted in the same season I remember when they first announced that they were going into like the the league system everyone was like oh well it'll be fun just to see them in the lower leagues and now they're just constantly constantly going up mm-hmm. I think stop us if I'm wrong I think the uh, only season they didn't go up was um, the well the behind closed doors one because um, they won the league because their league got suspended when lockdown first happened they went up and the season after that I think that's the only one they haven't been promoted in yeah it's a joke yeah it's a- Meteoric rise from the very bottom, and you know the the sky's the limit. Oh, no, absolutely! Well, like I say, it is the perfect example for grassroots footy teams on how to run a football club. Mm-hmm. It shows that um, online exposure can do like miracles oh, yeah. for a team as well. Because they were a YouTube team, and now they're like they're starting to get taken very, very seriously. Uh-huh. They're getting massive sponsorship deals. Like their esports is massive as well. It's just absolutely everything about that football club is perfectly run. Agreed. Yeah. That being said, charging sixty quid for a non-league football shirt is an absolute <laughs> disgrace. Right, yeah. Sort it out. Do you think they get all the money from? Sort it out. <laughs> Where Sunderland lives. Uh, we go from the the highs of uh, hashtag to the very lows of uh, Hartlepool. So yeah, as we've. Pre- Previously mentioned, Hartlepool are effectively relegated now. It takes some escape from this point. I mean, it's just not going to happen. Um, and yesterday, the news broke that owner Raj Singh has finally put the club up for sale. I mean, he was the man who saved them about five or so years ago. He, he effectively, the club were minutes away from going bust, and he uh, bought them and saved them. But since then, it's it's been quite a torrid time. Did release a statement, which I do have on screen here, and I'll read out. It's certainly not what I'd intended to do, but I feel I must listen to the voices from Saturday. I do want to apologise to all the genuine fans for the shortcomings on the playing side. This season has been nowhere near good enough, and I will elaborate on that in due course. As a local person, I stepped in to help Hartlepool when it was in danger of ceasing to exist, and I've done my utmost. Despite what some people might want to believe or portray, the club is in a much more secure position behind the scenes than when I arrived. I find some of the comments that have been made uh, and the abuse that myself, my family and some of staff have received incredibly difficult to hear and digest. I've dedicated my time, energy and money to help the club with the right intentions. Since my very first interview, I've always said that I will not stand in the way of another owner or investors who have the right intentions and backing. I will now make that opportunity formally public and promote it. Unless it's Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, unless Ryan Reynolds clearly didn't want to um, sell to but yeah, so, so if it, I'm not sure if anyone's watched the interview, if you're listening, that it is uh, on the Hartlepool United YouTube channel. 
but some of the admissions he makes are like staggering. I remember you saying this morning that like there was a separate video to this where he basically just threatens to put them in the mud. So I'm not sure how many people know this, but do you know that he previously owned Darlingham? Uh, no, I did not. Right, so he previously owned Darlingham, and basically he was the man that sent Darlingham bust. Right. Was that not Reynolds? No. So oh. so Raj Singh had ownership of Darlingham, and basically what he said in this in this statement at Hartlepool is. He doesn't want what happened to Darlington to happen here. What he wants is um, the, the the fans to give him time to find the right owners and make sure the club is in safe hands. And if not, and if they keep abusing and keep pushing him out, he'll just walk. <laughs> he will just walk and sell to anyone. He, he, he basically wants to make sure the club's in the right hands and otherwise... He doesn't. He doesn't want to say what happened with Darling, and obviously they fell down the leagues and went bust, lost their stadium, all sorts happened. Um, and the, some of the admissions he was making was crazy. He basically said there was a lot of digs for Dave Chalner, who was the manager who left for Stockport County, saying that he had no intention of staying. He basically said the problems begun the day after Pools got promoted, because after then, Dave Chalner was a wanted man. It was he was apparently looking at. Wrexham behind his back and things like that. He was he, was, he had no intention of staying. Um, then they interviewed um, uh, Strachan, Jack Ross, Simon Grayson. So who, anyone who just used to manage Sunderland after and da- is Scottish. After, yeah, after Dave Chalner, they, they interviewed them and um, looked at them to be the manager. Uh, Jack Ross obviously got the um, Dundee United job. Ended up with that. That went very well for him. And uh, yeah, he d- he didn't end up coming. Uh, Sam and Grayson the same ended up going to India instead. And then by that point they'd lost five games on the bounce, I think. So he basically he admitted that appointing Graham Lee, who got sacked just before the end of the season, uh, was a panic appointment. There were his words. He said that. Um, then obviously. This season, the problems really started to show. The the cracks were really starting to show. Last season was on a good high because Pools were playing well. Semi-finals of the Papa John's Trophy, they did brilliantly. And this season, it started poorly. They appointed Paul Hartley, which was just a terrible, terrible appointment, who actually rejected them at first and then went back in for another offer. Ellis Taylor got recalled as well. Ellis Taylor, yeah. He barely lasted five months at Pools after playing next to no football at all. Um... Hartley was sacked by I think October. Then, then brought in Keith Kerr, who seemed like he knew what he was doing, but again, there's just nothing was going well. There was no tactics. There was nothing. John Askey finally seems to be the right appointment, but it was too little, too late, and um, they've eventually gone down because of it. But yeah, he's 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 made a lot of quite crazy admissions and claims in this interview that he doesn't seem to be the type to take blame on. He seems like he's going, oh, well, you trust the people around you and make the decisions, you know, you can't run it on your own. And that's sort of what he's, he's blaming it on. He's blaming it on the people around him, which doesn't seem very fair. He doesn't take a lot of responsibility in it. And as much as Pools are grateful for him, because without it, there wouldn't be a club now, you know, it, it he's definitely sold at the right time. But as he said, he's he's made a... It's a split opinion, but he's made what sounds like a threat to say, right, leave me alone now while I try and sell the club, or I will just ruin you. And, yeah, simple as that. 
could you imagine someone like in the Prem said that uh-huh. or like higher up mm-hmm. like championship or something imagine like yeah. FSJ just turned around and said stop asking for us to sell yeah. or we'll we will it. ruin you yeah well, I wonder what, if that is what would happen if the Glazers finally agreed, oh, like, fair enough, maybe we are the issue. Yeah. Because they've stuck by that club for so, so mm. long with so many people for pretty much since they took over being like, no, we want you out. They kind of give me the vibe that they wouldn't maybe be opposed to doing something mm. like that. Yeah. And mm. it would make me wonder that they definitely have the power to do that and I don't think they would feel remorse for doing something like that either no, the amount that the fans have put them through the crazy amount of power these football owners have I mean obviously it's a totally different skill like you say about the Glazers like they could drop it like that well you could to. argue for any of the top six really yeah, you, if they wanted to they could drop it like that and just Bowley's been getting it in the neck yeah, no, you'd, ever you'd... since he walked through the door really I mean you can kind of understand that they could they could go down uh, Chelsea still but um, that is very funny um, it's just the Cronky. He's always been getting us uh, yeah. in the neck. Levy, as we uh, mentioned earlier, mm-hmm. Sheikh uh, Mansour seems to be the only secure yeah. one, doesn't he? At the minute. Well, I mean, how how oh. can you hit that man? <laughs> I know, how can you not? But, but yeah, it's it's a sad state of affairs down in uh, Hartlepool at the moment. I mean, a town like that with a fan base, which is a, a solid fan base for the the size of the club that they are, deserves a football league club. And unfortunately, they're not going to have one next season. And for the foreseeable at the minute they're going to need to get a good owner who wants to invest his time and money I mean Raj has said he's dedicated his time energy and money but I mean how much of that have you actually cared about so we'll see how, how that develops do you reckon a spark could have a whip round we just buy Hartlepool buy Hartlepool United you know like all them lads that put their money together to buy that team oh yeah. yes should we do that I think yeah, we should yeah. buy pools. why not yeah I mean, it can't go any worse can I've it I've got about 30 quid in my bank what about you guys well, student loans just came in, yes, so exactly. we could be we could be in the money here. This uh-huh. is true. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll, get, we'll get Raj on the phone after we start. <laughs> uh, we yeah, we'll sort it out. We'll sort a deal. We'll, we'll uh, report back. Don't worry, Pills fans. We've uh, we've got, got this. Yeah. We've got this. <laughs> so next up, Watford till I die. <laughs> I'll let Grace lead this. Just just talk to us about Watford's season. Really, that's all we want. Well, it's not really been the one, has it? Um, I think to be honest, we we started quite strongly. And I, I was fully behind Rob Edwards. Like, I I really liked Forest Green Rovers and I think we did quite a smart move of thinking, well, he's a young manager, he's promoted a Forest Green side which have been pretty terrible until that point. I mean, they've gone straight back down without him. You can see what he did with that squad. But I think with the stuff that's come out now after the managers that we've had throughout the season, you would have expected at least one of them to do something. Mm-hmm especially with the appointment of Roy Hodgson, came out of retirement to manage a side, was there for, what, a month? And then immediately left because he won, like, 11% of the games that he was in charge of. And I think it's the players at the issue. I think we're having a Spurs. Our players aren't in it. And I think one of the things is, since we've come back from the World Cup, we just the players that went there haven't had the motivation to want to play for a team like Watford which we're not a big club we've never been a big club we're never going to be a big club we are one of them teams that will always be a mid-table club always be slingshotting in between the championship and the prem and I'm fine with that I think that's the bit of excitement that I require in my football team but I think players like Saar need to go they I know 
I think Saar thinks he plays for a bigger team than Watford and thinks he's too good for a team that is playing in the championship. And I think we should have sold him when teams like Liverpool and like City were looking into him and were wanting him for like at least 40 million. 40 million, we can get at least two, three decent players for that and we actually do something really, really well for the team. But then I was having this conversation with um, Ryan O'Hara the other day, actually. Oh, yeah. good friend of the show. Yeah, good, good, good friend. And I was saying, I think our issue is the owners as well, because they also own um, Udinese. Mm. Oh, yeah, they do. And um, we had an issue with this because they also used to own Granada. And um, that was back in, I think he sold that club in 2013 2014 and if he decides that he wants Udinese to do better we just give all the players to them either on loan or we sell them for really cheap but then obviously when we were doing all right in the Prem after we just got promoted um, recently and then um, we had a bunch of Udinese players because he decided that he would rather focus on Watford but then we got relegated. All of our players have gone back there. Like players like Isaac Success, who was doing really well. Oh, straight to off, I guess. Exactly. And like teams like like players like that, who arguably had proven themselves in the Prem, have proven themselves in the Watford side, have then gone over to another team. We got rid of De La Feo. What a Two Udinese. That goal in the FA Cup semi. What a slayer. Like, why would you get rid of a player like that unless he wanted to leave? But he came there from Barcelona when why would you you would be upset if you got sold to Watford if you Barcelona were playing at Barcelona you would be so upset but he had like well, I think we had him for two seasons maybe three and he had the best attitude and then he just shipped off when he was the player that made our season him and Saar incredible together and then he was just gone so I think that's probably what's been my issue and I think we'd probably need to just like have a long hard look at ourselves and be like what are we doing and i think the players aren't prepared to do something like that do you blame the retirement of ben foster on the decline i blame selling troy Deeney. really we haven't had a um captain since he was club captain for ages and we didn't have a player that wanted to step up we appointed tom cleverly <laughs> Um, who is injury prone as and has not played a single game this season except for like a couple of minutes here and there because he's been so injured and I think that's been our issue no one wants to step up to captaincy because we're playing João Pedro as captain he's like 19 maybe 20 that boy is not prepared to be a captain of a side that is clearly struggling Mm -hmm. and then Cathcart steps up but he's like 36 and he's probably looking at retiring soon and he's hardly the best centre-back we've got compared to like Hodes and Porteous coming in I would not play Cathcart over them so we haven't got a captain we've got no one to step up and actually take charge of the team and I think that's probably been one of the issues like we haven't had someone to replace someone like Troy Deeney and he's barely been playing at Birmingham so I think that's our issue so obviously I mean you could Right, this season off as a disaster as yeah, a degree. But yeah. looking forward, mm-hmm. do you have any sort of ambition for the future of the club in the next year or two? I think if we're not threatening for playoffs, I think something definitely, definitely needs to change. 
because earlier this season we were sitting second or third yeah. it was like well Watford are definitely going to go back up compared to all of the other teams that have been relegated because Norwich are what down below I think they're ahead of us I think we're 13th yeah, at the moment ninth, I yeah and I think we were looking the best out of all of the recently relegated teams obviously Burnley doesn't count yeah um, <laughs> yeah but I think you can argue if we're not in the playoffs or at least pushing for automatic promotion next season especially with the players that we've tried to bring in and what we're looking to do arguably um if we're not pushing for promotion something is drastically wrong and something either about the team the academy any of it needs to change because we've made some incredible players over the years like people like Jaden sancho went to watford yeah. and luke or nine yeah lad <laughs> but we're not getting players like that anymore and it makes me wonder what's happening behind closed doors. Where would you say, say obviously hypothetical, everything, it's down to you. How would you take it forward? Where do you think you need to go in order to go up? Um, I personally believe we're trying to push for a younger squad. That's why we've got players like Saar. We're bringing up, well, we've just signed on um, Andrews for, I think he's signed till 2026. If we're wanting a younger squad, we need to get rid of players like Cleverly, like um, Cathcart, even though Cathcart has been my favourite player for like however long. We need to get rid of players that just don't want to try. No, Because I would I'd get rid of Saar. I think his money is worth more than anything at this moment because yeah. clearly the, the Pozos aren't wanting to put anything into Watford. And I think I would sign a new goalkeeper. Because I think, well, we signed, um, oh, what's his name? Okoye. Played his first game and it was dreadful. And then ever since that, it's been Backman number one. And I don't know how I feel about Backman. I haven't decided yet. I think I don't think he's number one for Watford. Not anything like Heralio Gomez was or Ben Foster. I mean, he absolutely lost his head against Huddersfield the other week, didn't he? No, oh, yeah. Total head loss. Like, how embarrassing. Yeah. Like, he ran the pitch to go argue at the ref and then decided to like full on like karate kick someone yeah. like I understand like passion for the game but I feel like that's taking it to a whole new level that was just here to you see yeah it's total total lunacy that. but I, I can get what you say with you need to focus on like more of a young squad I'd say that was our key to promotion last mm. season the fact that we went from a squad that had like the likes of McGeady, Ledbetter was on his last legs, really. Uh, Conor McLaughlin, and the, the season next, we brought in all the youth players. Neil started getting regular football. Obviously, we brought Clark in. We've got Mishu this season, Burnett. Oh, I think the, the mix of, like, it's it's important to have, like, a, a mix of a lot of youth that isn't, not unproven, but they've got a tiny bit of experience and one or two experienced heads so you could argue we've got Danny Bart who's obviously and then Patrick Roberts he's been all over the place people who know how to deal with clutch situations and then almost like mentor them and I think you're absolutely spot on like Wofford could do with like that mix of people who know how how to deal with going up into the Premier League how to stay in the Premier League and let like the youth flourish under some like free flowing football, especially if you get a manager, someone along 
not to be biased, but someone along the likes of Tony Mowbray who can mm. really mentor and get the best out of youth, you're looking at a very successful season. I think it's not the fact of getting a manager, I think it's the fact of sticking with one. Like, uh, yeah, Watford's yeah. uh, employee manager for more than two months challenge. Yeah, yeah. Well, or like don't get a manager that had taken Middlesbrough to relegation. <laughs> Why would you go, oh, a relegation manager, that's who I want for my yeah. team. Yeah. Like, what, what's, the, what's the vibe there? I don't uh-huh. understand it. Yeah, I know what you mean. But if you, like Dob says, like that, that sort of thing, that method is a project, it's a yeah. long-term one, so you need to have someone mm-hmm. who you can stick with, but... They're just so cutthroat. I've never seen. Well, we speak about it like it's a new thing. They've been doing it for years, even mm-hmm. before like Zola was managed. I think that's the last. He was the I, last one that was there. The for last a while. one I can really think of who was there for uh, for X amount of time, mm-hmm. and after that, it's just been there's been so many managers yeah, and. Ridiculous. It's when Kike Sanchez Flores he got us um, promoted, the first like two seasons two seasons two months of the season that he'd just been promoted back into prem he'd done all right like i wasn't mad at him sacked him and then next season we then went we'll get him back we'll have him back and then sacked him the next month Stupid. why would you go back yeah i don't a, get it it's crazy and it really and then it went from what was it walter mazzari yeah and then it was just absolutely uh, hell on from it, there is he is he kind of like an ex or something you had him last season um Cisco Munoz. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Marco Silva. Um, yeah. It was actually 10 that would be a really good manager yeah. as well. Nigel, so. <laughs> Nigel yeah. Pearson was there for a yeah. bit. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, you lose track, don't you? Yeah. You really lose track. Ali Gracia, who's. Yeah. No, oh, yeah, yeah. Well, sometimes you look at. Who looked at uh, Ranieri, another one? Mm. Oh who? God. He was dreadful for us. <laughs> who looks at. Um, Watford now I, as a manager who looks at Watford and their history of like almost decade long of just cutthroat ruthlessness and goes that looks like I could change that I could turn this boat around mm-hmm. I, I, you just be so worried you have no job security at all do yeah you? Like, I, I understand it's like sort of like Warnock who comes out of retirement every like six weeks like if he just wants a quick fix back mm-hmm. in the spot like he has with Huddersfield but if you're looking for like a long-term place in Waff, I actually get it. No. It's not the place to look, is it? Well, yeah, because I'm, I'm not going to argue that we've got like a stunning history of like, oh, we've won a lot of things. We're not yeah. like Forest who have done it all, mm-hmm. but like we've at least like done summit with Graham Taylor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You would want to come back for a team like that because I would say we've got a really good fan base. This season we haven't because we've been absolutely dreadful. Mm. But apart from that, when I've gone to games, it's been a really, really good atmosphere. But I think managers aren't going to want to come for that because that was our main draw. The yeah. fact, like, we are a slingshot club, but if you do really well, we could potentially do a Leicester. That was our thing. Mm-hmm. But now we're very much a championship side now. Mm-hmm. We were before at least, like, a 15-place premiership side, and that's all we're ever going to be. But I think we've not gone anywhere upwards. We've only gone down. Do you think the owners will ever change, or do you think it'll have to be someone new comes in? I don't know, because I'm not too... I think they act the same to Udinese, mm. and I think they just like the flex of having two football teams and being able to pick and choose which one they want to do better. Well, they say you can't teach an old dog new tricks, do mm. you? It'll probably never change, but you'll just have to see. Spark. So as we said earlier in the show, we're going to kind of do like a quick round-off of uh, all the leagues, all of the run-ins. Uh, obviously, us being a Sunderland-based show, we're going to have a lot of Newcastle 
Newcastle-based uh, listeners, uh, a lot of Newcastle fans, and good friend of the show, Callum. He's uh, generously give his opinion on how the running's gone. Obviously, Newcastle having a fantastic season, third in the league. I mean, even with the takeover and someone like Eddie Howe at the helm, I don't really think anyone saw this coming so quick. They've been to a cup final this season. They lost. Ha uh-huh. ha. <laughs> sorry, I had to get that in. Sorry, Callum. Uh, weep. Still haven't won at Wembley. Weep. Uh, Lyndon Gooch has scored more goals at Wembley than your entire club. <laughs> <laughs> I do like to remind people that. Uh, anyways, yeah, level on points of Man United, twenty plus goal difference over them, which is nuts. That's just through the sheer lack of goals they've conceded, though, isn't it? Yeah, like twenty-five or something like that. And it's been absolutely ridiculous, and uh, Callum's generously uh, uh, shared his thoughts with us. I think Newcastle. For the rest of the season, need four wins from the remaining eight games to get top four. I think it's very, very achievable. It's more than in our hands. I think uh, Villa don't have enough games left. Brighton have got too many games to play, and the games that they've got are very difficult. I think Liverpool would have to go flawless, which obviously they're more than capable of doing, but I think it's very much in our hands, and I think all we need to do is win our home games, and then we're there. Obviously, anything above that is a bonus. Um... I don't see how we can possibly let it slip with the form that we're in at the minute. Um, it would take something monumental from the other teams for us not to get top four, but we'll see how it goes. I think that's a very fair roundup of us there. Sums up pretty much, isn't it? The very famous uh, as a fan base to be very black and white blind, but to be honest, I think that is one of the more one of the more pessimistic looks at really. He doesn't he's, he's all seem that confident. I mean, you could ask another one and they'll probably be like, aye, man, we're getting Champions League. No question about it. <laughs> Fantastic uh, Jordi accent there by the <laughs> <two> side of there. <laughs> but he, he seems yeah, a little bit more like, oh, I'll just be a bit wary. I don't want to get carried away. But, I mean, I think that's just as... I feel like with the unpredictability of the league this year, though, you kind of have to be a little bit mm-hmm. just because... Well, no one expected Chelsea with spending like however much they spent to be sitting where they are now, well, especially or Liverpool. That's not the second two shall that. Well, yeah, that was terrible. That but, uh, he's kept them up. I don't mean anything mm. that happened like a few few bad results, but I just can't. I, like you said, I think Spurs. Are, uh, Spurs. I think uh, Newcastle have got third. Yeah, easy. I don't really? think it's easy. Who's their remaining home games? Well, I know Arsenal's on them. Well, mm. as we're recording this, they've got. Everton tonight away and then they've got Southampton at home Arsenal at home Leeds away Brighton at home Leicester at home and then Chelsea away on the final day of the season you I could... mean I can't see what games apart from like Brighton apart current form Arsenal and Brighton yeah Mevy's Chelsea if they get the rock together they'll beat Chelsea I, I think they'll beat Chelsea so like Southampton that's Indeed. pretty much three points, right? It's got to be, surely. At home, yeah. Like, Arsenal, I think they'll get a point off them, to be honest with you. Yeah. I think a game like that, they'll be up for it. Brighton, at home, I think I think they'll beat them at home, and Leicester at home, I think they will. As you said, they're the four home games. I think they get, what, 10 out of 12 points? That should be more than enough. And then, sugar in a couple of away games, points at away games. If they don't, if they don't beat Leeds at home, there's something very Oh, is it Leeds at home, sorry? If I no, Leeds away, sorry. Right. If they... If they don't, I know their record isn't fantastic at Ellen Road, but yeah. they've been absolutely terrible at they the back. Wide open, haven't they? Yeah. I mean, they just conceded what eleven in two games. Uh huh. It's painful, but yeah, I think Newcastle are in there now for me. 
No, I can't even say it like through gritted teeth because it is a fantastic achievement, like how well they've done. So far. and I know it's gonna kill you. If Caffrey was here, he'd be sat he'd be sat in the corner effing and jeffing <laughs> about how upset it makes him. But you can't even be bitter about it. It is such a good job that they've done. And to be honest, if they don't make Champions League, that's when you really need to start oh, yeah. asking questions. I've seen this stat about uh, the Villa. They're the first team in Premier League history to score in every one of the f- their managers' first twenty games. Wow. It seems like a stat that someone like it like, seems how that so obvious. Yeah, how is yeah. how has someone not done that? But so yeah, the first twenty games have scored in every single one under Emery. Emery's just transformed them. Oh, one thousand percent. You can't argue that he hasn't been one of the best managers in the Premier League this season. I mean, absolutely. And he came in halfway through. Yeah. Well, I mean, they haven't lost since Arsenal came to Villa Park in that crazy game where Georginio yeah. scored last minute, and then it kind of all went to pot there, but. To think they haven't won, they haven't lost since mid February, and only two of those games have been draws. They've basically won every game. They're just so good. I mean, Ollie Watkins is turned into one of the best strikers in the league in form. I've always rated him. I think he's brilliant. He's always had the the tools. Potential, yeah. Always had like the tools of a brilliant striker. Just never quite got out of him, and now he's finally found his man. Like it's like. The manager he's been waiting for, and he's like, yeah. can finally be recognised like really one of the best strikers in the league. He's just tremendous football. I mean, you look at Villa's squad; they should have never been as low as they were under the likes of Gerrard. That like that the the talent in that team is ridiculous. And as I said, now they're up to fifth or fourth. Or Either fifth, fifth, five points behind um, Man United and Newcastle. I know they have played a lot more games than everyone else, so I, I don't think they'll get Champions League, but they're probably going to get Europa League from now. Or and at it, least conference. Yeah, they're surely going to get Europa I mean, they, have a, they do have a very, very rough run in. What is it? Uh, United on Sunday, Wolves, uh, so Old Trafford, they've got to go to Old Trafford, Molyneux, they've got Spurs at home, they've got to travel at Anfield, and then Brighton on the final day. Oh, it is mm, tough. Yeah. I think they'll beat Spurs at home. It was not beating Spurs at home nowadays. Um... I well, think they could easily get points out of Wolves. Yeah, easy. Definitely. I uh, mean, the last time Aston Villa well. played Brighton at Villa Park on the final day of the season, it, uh, it turned into quite a day of carnage. They sent the mags up as champions. So could could Lightning be striking twice? Well, look, we That's what not. I'm saying. I really hope not. But yeah, I mean, what what's stopping them from getting Europe? I mean, again, they're just absolutely flying on total fire. The transformation under Emery is just ridiculous. He's got them tactically just perfect. And, um, yeah, if not this season, then we could finally see Villa back. They've just, for years now, they've just not been the same. They're, they're absolutely massive football club, and they just haven't quite been there. Um, Obviously, the relegation killed them. They came back up with squad of potential, but they didn't really do anything. Scraped up the first year. Again, the second year, they weren't really doing anything. And about halfway through this season, I remember like looking at it and thinking, right, so there's probably ten teams going for Europe, nine teams in for relegation, and one doing nothing, and that was Aston Villa. Mm. And suddenly they've won loads, and now, yeah, they're in with contention. And what's stopping them? For, uh, again, I think Champions League's just out of reach. There's a bit too many teams, and they haven't got enough games So left. much has to go their way yeah. in order for that to happen, but... Europa League, I think, is definitely, definitely realistic. Um, Ashley Young was there yeah. the last time they played in Europe, and here he is He's again. He's back. He is back. 
quicker stop off at Inter Milan along okay. the way. <laughs> also a Watford player. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> another another one to come out of uh, Watford. It's fantastic what they do, especially this club their size as well. They should be up there. When you think of uh, how Martin O'Neill had them uh, had them playing way back when. <laughs> ah, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Well, Emil Heskey was up front for them uh, mm-hmm. around that time, and now they've got. I mean, Emery has just got them playing like a team possessed. Uh-huh. I mean, the only real thing I can see getting in their way is perhaps Liverpool. But Maybe. like uh, like Callum said, they have to, like if they want to get Champions League, they've got to win basically all the games, which I don't think they will. But you n- you never know. It's gonna it's a very tough uh, race for Europe. And someone's gonna play so well and unfortunately miss out. You could say the same for the relegation battle. There's been so many teams that have been so poor, and yet they're gonna stay up. Mm-hmm. Like Leeds could stay up. Forest haven't been the best. Leicester could still stay up. Everton may stay up. I think Southampton are really the only ones who are too little, too late if they turn on the style. But, but you say that they get one win. Never say never. The one one yeah. win. They play Bournemouth tonight. Win that. They're back in this probably. I know. I mean, what the two points adrift? I mean, they're on twenty-four. If they win, that takes them still dead bottom. Yeah, no, but realistically, it puts them one point in. Exactly. Yeah, it it could prove to be a massive one point, but you just you never know. I think Bournemouth uh, have been a bit unlucky to uh, still be three points behind uh, above Leeds. I think they've been very turbulent this season. Sometimes they've looked really good, and then sometimes they've looked. Like a championship team. Exactly, the big spares away then lose ship for West Ham at home. I mean, they're a bit of a weird one, but I think they'll probably stay up now. I think they'll just have enough. I, I'm not even going to call it. It's not even worth trying to call it. It's so difficult. Like, Forest win last night. It's totally changed it. If Everton beat the Mags tonight, again, it's all changed. It's, changed. it's just constantly, constantly going like that, and it's going to go right at the end of the season. Well, while we're on the topic of relegation, who would you, like, if you had to choose... Uh, three to go down. Who in terms of a, like a game next season. No, just just if who you I had, think's gonna. If you had to choose three oh, right, to okay. go down now, who would it be? Southampton. I think Southampton have to be. They're the obvious choice, yeah, because they're just not playing well enough and not getting enough points. I kind of yeah. expected Leeds to go down, and then I, as of form, I expected Everton, but I think they might just be able to claw their ways out. I'm going to say Everton because on the basis that I think they're only good at home and their remaining home games have got Newcastle tonight and City and then one more. Like, they're not They've very good. They've got Bournemouth on the final day. Oh, yeah, day. Bournemouth final day. That could that. prove to be a big that game. Was, that was a final day game in the COVID season as well. Um, Bournemouth won that day. But too little, yeah, too so, so that, again, that could be a decider, but... And to be fair, I was proud to win that. You know, the fans are up for a dice, will sneak a 1 0 win. But other than that, I don't see them picking up many points. So I, I do think Everton will drop as well as Southampton. And then for me, it's. I think all Forrest, five should go down, if I'm honest. Forrest, Leicester, Leeds is who you've got, right? As the, the third spot. And I think Leicester is starting to get a bit of quality, like. I, surprisingly Dean Smith's got them playing quite well which I didn't expect um, Forrest can grind out wins like they did last night and 
Leeds are rubbish, so I'm going to say Leeds to go down. Leeds, Everton, and Saints are my picks. I mean, like I said, the fact the some of these teams are going to stew up after the dross they've produced this season is. What this is what's mental to me though. The quality down there is ridiculous. The the pull these clubs have got. Every single player in that like that down there has got some ridiculous players that like well, James pl- Madison for play one. at the top end of others. I mean, yeah, James Ward Prowse. Leicester have yeah. got James Madison. Uh, Forest Taylorman's. have about twenty Champions League. Forest. <laughs> Gibbs White, you know, players like that. Kalor Navas. Even Southampton, like Alcaraz, um, Sulemana, Ward Prowse, like you're saying, like Leeds have still the American got some good players. Weston McKenney on loan from Juventus. And they're bo- they Tyler right Adams. down the bottom. Yeah. Tyler Adams, good good footballers. Every, everyone's got quality. Even Bournemouth, Dango Tara, that one they just signed. Very, very good footballer. Um And yet they're all down the bottom. Yeah, the the pull they've got, but on on a sh- are shown that very, very poor. It's, it's surprising really there's not been many relegation fights like this I was going to go right down the wire but I think Leeds Evans yeah, I think this on. could be a case of um, do you remember the 2010-11 season when five people mm-hmm. it was between five to go down and at just every minute of the game it was, it was changing. Man. Blackburn changing. and Wolves are going down now Birmingham are going down now Blackpool. West Ham are, uh, well West Ham are already rele- relegated it's just we could be looking at one of the greatest relegation fights probably is the league's ever seen. There's been some great ones over the years, like the West Brom one, all three. That's the only season all three spots have been decided on the final day. If Southampton get the backside and gear, we could be looking at that again. But Who's your three? Wait, I'm, I'm going to say Southampton. I, I do think Everton are also um, a goner and I, I thought Leeds were going to... I said this when Marsh was still in charge. I thought Leeds would be all right, but I, you can't ship 11 in two games and stay up. You don't deserve it. That'd just be ridiculous. I think I think Forest have a better um, a better drive than Leeds. They have more, just more in it. So I'm going to say uh, Southampton, Everton, Leeds, and then Leicester just to stay up. Probably just by a point yeah, fair or enough. something. It's going to be absolutely ridiculous. Sparksunderland.com So from the bottom back to the top, what a title race we've got on our hands. Obviously last night, as we're recording this, it was Arsenal City. Some A lot of people were dubbing that like the final, and whoever wins that wins the league. The fact that Arsenal are still top is... We could be looking at one of the... Uh, a big bottle of... Uh, better than Liverpool's 2013-14 uh, bottle. Yeah. We could be seeing the the downfall as it's been uh, labelled. I don't know. Arsenal have looked so good all season, and then when it's come to crunch time, it's just this is it for me. They haven't lost it last night, right? Against City, the game last night. If you watch it. They haven't lost it last night. They've lost it at home at Southampton, away at West Ham, and even at Anfield. That's when they've lost. They've lost it for themselves, right? Thomas Partey doing that. his greatest Max Power impression. Yeah. People are saying that Arsenal. It's still ridiculous. Like they shouldn't shouldn't even be in the top two. Like at, where, from where they came last season, but they have bottled the league. It's simple as that. They had it so well in their hands. I mean, you win them, you you hold on against Liverpool, you beat West Ham, and you beat Southampton, which you should. You beat you should, if you don't beat Southampton at home, how can you call yourself a title winner? Then you then what an extra six points clear. Nah, they've done it themselves. Well, we've got um. 
a voice a voice of the people, good friend of the show, Marlon, has uh, uh, very generously uh, offered his thoughts on it. Well, after yesterday's results and performance, I do think it is in Man City's hands. Uh, obviously, they play this weekend and we don't. We play Chelsea next Tuesday. So, you know, at this current stage, you would have to back Man City to win the league. They know what they're doing. They're a squad that, you know, is full of experience, full of world-class players. Arsenal just... Well, we aren't at that stage yet, unfortunately, as uh, we are the youngest team in the league. And, you know, I mean, we have we have pushed Man City this far. It is disappointing because, obviously, we, we had led the table for the majority of the season. But, um, you know, Man City are the best team in this league and probably one of the best teams in the world. So, fair play to Pep Guardiola and fair play to, to Man City. I don't know about you, but that that voice honks of defeat. That sounds like a white flag to me. Yeah, really does. And it's it's quite sad to say. Poor bloke. The thing is that I was backing them all the way because I just I liked how Arteta had revolutionised that squad, and like he's using the fact that like they've got the youngest squad in the league as like a oh well we have got the youngest squad in the league so you know we we've done all right for that, but. They've got some outstanding players in Odegaard that squad. this season has been so He's been crazy good. compared to last season. But I think since January transfer, some of the players that they brought in, I wasn't sure about Jorginho, to mm. be honest, being brought in. I don't think they needed another midfielder of that calibre. But I guess they were... Because they're, they're not playing him over party, which I expected. I would play him over party. But I think they've caused their own decline because some of these players haven't been in this position before and I don't think Arteta has prepared them for the fact that they're actually going to have to put such yeah. a shift in in the last 10 games and I don't think they were prepared for that and I think the fact that they started off so so strongly and shocked everyone I think that was to their advantage and I think that's how they've ended up leading the title for so so long yeah, I, I was I was on with you how all season I was like, yeah, you know they are gonna do it. I was so confident, and people were going like, oh, City said no, Arsenal, Arsenal. Well, even that that first game against Palace, there was just it was like watching a new Arsenal. Mm-hmm. The fact they got Jesus and Zinchenko, they basically just walked out of City for nothing, and they they came under Arteta, someone that they both knew obviously very well. He's gotten the best out of Zinchenko I think there's been a, a few games where he hasn't looked his best but obviously every top footballer has that I don't know I just think that it was nice to see someone other than City or Liverpool leading the mm-hmm. top and I think because of that it was kind of, everyone was kind of behind them to try and try and push it because if, if City win it again it's like it's boring isn't it five and six it's boring I, I tell you what I will say it's a testament to City that Arsenal are still currently top of the league and, was, and everyone's so confident that you're going to win it. That, that yeah. is just a testament to how good they are. Every point, every time this point in the season, they'll turn it on and win pretty much every game in sight. It feels like a stupid question, but if, if Harlem wasn't in that City team, do you think it would be as tight as it is? Well, who would they have bought over um, since selling Jesus? I mean, still I Alvarez. Think yeah, mm. and Alvarez has been... Outstanding this season. Yeah, on well, the World Cup, he had this kind of like brought him for me. They've got two lead. top five strikers in the league in yeah. that team. 
Like it's simple as that. Like, well, you say Alvarez. Sometimes you've got to feel sorry for him. The fact that he, he would not get in you. Yeah. But but how do you get over Erling Haaland? It's like Jesus and Aguero, though, isn't it? Yeah, Jesus is never getting over Aguero. I think City have always had that problem, though. Mm. They've always had like they've always had a very good talent on the bench, but they're on the bench. I remember uh, the season prior, they were looked destined to get Kane, and then that fell through. I think. I don't. I think a lot of people argue that. Kane doesn't fit Pep's uh, ethos, but I just don't think you can deny skill. I think Kane gets plenty of goals for that City team. Yeah, of course he would. Well, Absolutely. I think you could argue that Haaland didn't initially fit Pep's team yeah. and vibe, and they've changed everything how they play to fit Haaland, yeah. and that's mm-hmm. why he is the top scorer that he is. Yeah, I, I think, yeah, as well as that, I don't think he's as apt as Guy if Cafe was here, and I would end up going into a massive argument. But I'm not interested, right? Harland's also came on leaps and bounds. I mean, I was watching him last night, it's quite crazy to say, because I was saying it before he'd even scored, but he's had games where he's got five goals, he's scored hat ricks upon hat ricks and upon hat ricks. But I think last night was his best game. Yeah, that's his greatest game for City by far. I think he got two assists, the first one as well. He come he comes to it's like the nature he was just he was just perfect for the nature of the game. They knew Arsenal were gonna press high, so he's gonna have to come deep and allow De Bruyne to make them feather on runs. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what happened. He takes that down the halfway line, one touch off, De Bruyne's away, goal. Goal in five minutes, whatever. Yeah, that for me that was his most all round game has come on leaps and bounds and he, he looks a lot more of a polished player and a pep player. He's a Pep always has with him, right? The second season is much better than the first season. What on earth is he going to be like next season, if that's the case? Champions League. For once, finally. Maybe. Breaking the goal record by this many in your first season. It's it's childish. He's took over the 38-game record last night, and he's obviously the Premier League used to be... Isn't he on goal number 49 for the season? Oh, well, comps, yeah, 49. 49 goals in a season. What a player. And even last night, he lays his hair down like he was in a L'Oreal advert <laughs> and scores the fourth. Just, wow. It's a joke to him, though, isn't it? What a player. Sparksunderland.com. For the first time on the podcast, we actually have a. Someone, someone that's a realist. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you have someone who's not in the picture because Ryan doesn't count because he doesn't support a team from this country. Honestly, yeah. So yeah. now we've finally got someone who could humble us, put us in our place, and say how it is. Yeah. Tell us why we're going up. I don't think you are. I think you'll make playoffs. I think you'll end up sixth, and I think it will come down to um, the last couple of games, obviously. But I think it's very much going to depend on how Millwall perform. Yeah. I think that that's going to be the only team that I can see pipping it. Blackburn have fallen off since they were sitting third for a really, really long time. But I think you'll make playoffs... I think you'll maybe win a first leg or at least draw it. Second leg, no. I think it all, for me, it all depends on whether we're home or away first. If we're at home... We are, we're we guaranteed to be at home first leg. Are we? we if you finish fifth or, th- fifth or sixth, you're home, home first. Oh, dear. Right, yeah. I didn't even know that. Wait. Well, there you go. You'll win the home game and then... When we play home first, we we win. As you say, right, so we've had, what, three playoff campaigns in the last four years, right? In mm. League One, right? So we had, obviously, the one we won. Yeah, we played Portsmouth at home and we won. We went to theirs yeah. and, and won. And, and won, right? So then, so that was one we ended up losing at Wembley, right? 
Then the the second year, no, sorry, the third year, right? We uh, we drew Lincoln. We, we had a home second leg, and we lost, we lost that tie. Then the third year, we mind you, we, we shouldn't it. have lost that. No, it was, yeah, yeah, right, fair enough. But the two times we've had away second legs are the two times we've made Wembley. Yeah, and the one time we had a home second leg, we didn't. But yeah, I, I do agree with you. Though. I think we'll make it. We will probably end up playing Luton if we finish sixth. Yeah. Can't see us beating them over two legs. No, fairness, absolutely not. Anyway. I totally forgot about Lairns. Must, yeah. must be hard to say. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's one of them. If, if you don't know about the Championship playoff race, get to know. If you've been living I mean, under a rock. There's four points separating fifth and twelfth at the minute, with many of them teams still to play each other. I mean, you've got West Brom Norwich on Saturday, <sighs> you've got Blackburn Luton on Monday, you've got Swansea West Brom the following Monday. Um, yeah, just on the final game of the season, you've got Millwall and Blackburn playing each other, Preston Sutherland playing each other that day. It's Best league in the world. Oh, it's unbelievable. Best league in the world. Unbelievable. And that is is going to be quite tough to call. I mean, we briefly mentioned about Sunderland earlier about their chances, but yeah, that's how it's going. If we look towards the bottom of the championship, you'd have thought one of them would have gone by now. You'd have thought Wigan would have been kicked off, but they're hanging on for dear life. They've won their last two. I mean, when, when you saw the other week Max Power fighting the fans, you thought that yeah, was it. You thought that was it. And then Maloney's ended up working wonders somehow. Won a weight stoke. And uh, miraculously at home in Millwall last week. Then a four point adrift with just two games to play, so six points to play for. So it's looking likely, but, you know, if a miracle happens. Same with Blackpool, they're just a three point adrift for their win against Birmingham on Saturday. Has kept them in it for now. But with again, like with the, with the playoffs, you've got so many teams down there who still have to play each other. Huddersfield, two of their remaining three games are against Cardiff and Redden, who are both teams down there. That 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 fight. They want to hope it rains again. Yeah, that dog fight is uh, ridiculous. I mean, yeah, Rotherham play Cardiff tonight. That's nineteenth against twentieth. Another big game. If Cardiff don't go down, who's your three to go down? I think Wigan and Blackpool are gone for me. If it's not, like, yeah, to be fair, if it's not Wigan, then I'm shocked to my absolute core. Mm-hmm. I think at the start of the season, with how they started, I expected Cardiff to very much. Reading have practically gone. They're 1,000% gone. Well, Blackpool have, have to play Millwall tomorrow mm-hmm. and then Norwich on the last day of the season. If they get a point yeah. from either of those two games... Yeah, they've done well. So I think definitely for me, Wigan and Reading are going down, and then it's just whoever ends up. Do you think Red- Elson, Redding? Are yeah, one thousand percent. They've had issues with administration, haven't they? Yeah. Oh yeah, they've they they got dock points. Well, yeah. they've got to play Wigan and Huddersfield, mm-hmm. so they've got quite they've got quite a generous run in. I think it's between uh, Hood, uh, Redding and Cardiff for that final one. Dog fights still... are always fun when your team isn't in it. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're good as a neutral to watch. Mm-hmm. Moving down in League One. Which hopefully I missed that place. Sunderland can avoid for a long time. It was fun. All it takes for the two promotion spots on Saturday: Plymouth host Burton Albion um, win that. They're promoters. Ipswich host Exeter at Portman Road again win, and they are promoted. They've got a four and five point gap respectively on Sheffield Wednesday, who have done one of the most ridiculous bottles I've ever ever seen. They were what. Five points clear with two games in hand. Yep. And then I've never seen anything like this. They didn't win in eight. And I've ended up four points adrift 
these two games to play for and looking like the playoffs is going to be the only way for them. Barnsley have pushed through a bit, but that defeat against Ipswich United has pretty much killed off their hopes. And there's also a little bit of a playoff race in League One as well. So still, nothing decided with Peter Bradavi and Bolton all going for it. Bolton, on Tuesday, I believe it was, lost to Accrington, who we'll get on to, as they look, looked, sorry, looked destined to go down. A win against Bolton has kept them in. I love this point of the season, because anyone beats anyone. Form goes out the window. Everyone is just fighting for their lives and can just beat anyone. The only thing that's currently decided in League One is Forest Green Rovers relegation. That's it. Cambridge on 40 points. Accrington 41. Morecambe 41. MK, MK Dons 43. Became third last yeah. season. And Oxford 44. So they're, they're your five that could go down. There's three spots to play for. Um, Morecambe could suffer the first relegation in their history. That's a fun fact if they go down. That was the same for Wimbledon last season. Uh huh. Yeah. First one in the history. Um. So again, that that's quite hard to call. Cambridge have picked up recently, um, and obviously that Accrington win has boosted their chances. Markham have won their last two. MK Dons have uh, they they have a bit of turgid form at the moment, so we could see them slipping the other way. And then Oxford just out of nowhere beat Cheltenham four 0 the other night. So the league is just absolutely crazy again. I think League One has got a really big shift now. Yeah. Like obviously I'm going to say this because I've seen my team playing it, but like. The standard down there is actually quite good. Yeah, it's very good. Because a- any team that like, you know, gets a bit done by administration in the championship, bang, you're in League One. Now, it's quite, look, it's turning when entertaining league. Look at the. Wait. I would, well, especially with Lincoln with their run to take them all the way up there. It's, oh no, mm-hmm. insane. I mean, they're sat, they're sat tenth. They could put push playoffs next year, yeah. definitely. Like, it's just Portsmouth have just banished I'm, the League One. I'm forever. so glad we got out of that league next yeah. year because it is the toughest it has been in years this year. There's so many teams pushing. We thought it was tough last season. I know. And we're looking at another season where one of the top three could win the league on the final day. Mm-hmm. It's ridiculous. I mean, Sheffield, Sheffield Wednesday could finish third on 96 points. Like, that's ridiculous. It's just insane. What what a league. How How is it that nothing's been decided apart from one team that's been relegated that were by far worse than anyone else? I mean, crazy, crazy league. And moving on to League Two, we'll start at the bottom as they're pretty much done. Rochdale officially relegated. Hartlepool are a point away from being officially relegated. Um, Do you not reckon it's uh, it's not over till it's over? It's over. It's oh. over. I mean, they, fin- they, pl- they face Barrow at home on Saturday. I mean, I doubt the fans are going to turn out in their numbers, really. I see the thing. I retweeted this about Leighton Orient. I thought it, it is one of the most beautiful football stars I've ever seen. So Is this about uh, Justin Edinburgh? No, so obviously th- that was a key part in it, but so I think it was six six years ago, to the day that they became champions, right? They lost at home. Uh, they lost away to Crew, three nil, and that result confirmed their relegation from the football league for the first time ever, right? Down in the national league. Six years on from that day, they beat Crew, and got confirmed as champions of League Two, and they're now that's, back in League that's One. That's poetry. I think that's a beautiful story. And obviously, like you mentioned, Justin Edinburgh, the coach that uh, sadly passed away not long after their promotion back to the football league. It, it, it's like his memory sort of lived on they've always kept that it spurred them on definitely because yeah. when you think about it they've just kept going up and up and up really mm-hmm. yeah, and they're, yeah, they're a good a solid club I really like Leighton Orient it'll be good to see them back in League 1 next year I remember when they were inches away from the championship I mean they were yeah. tuning up at Wembley to Rotherham 
Yeah, and I remember Alex this. Alex Ravel decided to turn it on and score from 40 yards. Ended up losing on penalties, unfortunately. But, yeah, and that sort of stand with the start of the downfall. But they're definitely a club that's got back on their feet. Mm. It's good to see. Elsewhere. You, well, you were talking about Stockport quickly. Um, they were a non-league side last season. They were a non-league side. I mean, look what money does to a team. They just pipped Wrexham to the uh, mm-hmm. the yeah. league last season. Now they could be in League One. They're about that, yeah. So we've got Northampton. It's, it's a similar state of play as it is in League One. So Northampton are five points clear of Stockport. Stevenage four points. Obviously three goal automatically from League Two. Carlisle's in there as well. Uh-huh. But a win for Northampton on Saturday and a win for Stevenage, who play um, Bradford and Grimsby respectively. Both of them would be promoted before the final day. But as you say, if it goes the other way, Stockport are waiting there on 75 points. They're, they're, they're waiting, they could get in there. Carlisle on 75 points. And once again, we have a playoff race. We have another playoff race. I mean, there's two spots up for grabs in that playoff. Salford on 72, Bradford on 72, and Mansfield, who were just outside, on 72. All joint and goal difference. Salford are ahead of Bradford on goal scored. So that is almost definitely going to come down to the final day. We're going to see a playoff race. Nothing beats low league football. I mean... So much is undecided and it's brilliant. Where Sunderland lives. So to finish off, we're bringing back the predictions. We haven't done it in a while. I picked uh, five very interesting games for uh, going back onto the championship. But first, we'll start. Uh, we'll start in the Premier League. Brentford versus Forest. That could be a huge game in the uh, the relegation battle. Obviously, they just come off the back of beating Brighton of all teams. Maybe as you could say the FA Cup semi was still uh, haunting Brighton a bit, but. They got the result. That's all that matters. Brentford just beat Chelsea, so anything could happen in this game, really. Uh, Jack, what do you reckon? Yeah, Brentford are a good team, very good team. They probably don't get the credit they deserve, really. I think Thomas Frank's good manager. Um, Adam Forrest are very bad away from home. Yes, and they've won one game away from all season. Two it nil. should be two nil Brentford. Easy just, Brentford. Just, Quite easily, to be honest, quite comfortable. I'm saying 2 0 Brentford, yeah, easy. I'll I'll give them the benefit of the doubt. I'll think they'll score a goal, so 2 1. Okay, fair enough. Uh, now down into the championship where it matters. Big, big games. Coventry, Birmingham. St Andrews, Derby. <laughs> yeah. I keep forgetting about that. Um, Coventry finally back in their home. Um, Birmingham started to come on a little bit. I actually quite thought they quite looked alright against us in the game when we beat them. Well, they took the lead, didn't they? Uh-huh. Um, but I think yeah, Coventry are quite good at home. We were for three-one Coventry win. Three-one Coventry. I'm saying two-one Coventry. I'll go. I'll go one-nil Coventry. I think it'll be a lot tighter than uh, expected. Mm-hmm. It seems fair, but a win almost propels them into the playoffs. Essentially, a win for Birmingham would be lovely. Oh, I would if you argue. could do us a favour, John Eustace, if you're listening, because I know you are a big fan of the show, it would be nice. I mean, I wouldn't mind. It. Just think of the the smile you'd put on little Jack's face. I mean, you you'd get to watch a Sunderland Borough playoff semi final if you did that. Okay, oh. never mind. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. Uh, elsewhere. Uh, Sheffield United now got nothing to play for against Preston North End. Could that prove to be I hope they're a pivotal over. factor? I really hope they're not hungover because we need them to win that game. 
just hecky, man. Like, just, just keep off the beers, right, for one hecky, night. Hecky, lad. Like, just <laughs> at least be pressing then do what you want, mate. Just please, just please be pressing. Please. <laughs> I don't the desperation in your voice. Practically crying, like begging on your hands and knees. Up. Please, heck you. Please. Yeah, you have these results. So, like, they, they, they just have these ones. Like, they lost to, to Rotherham at home, stuff like that. And press down a good tee. 1 1. <laughs> <laughs> you just don't want to think about it, do you? 1 1. Wow. And I, don't, I don't like the sound of it, but yeah. 2 0, chef. I'm going to go 1 0, Preston. Oh, oh, why would you do that? <laughs> just for, just for the drama. Yeah, yeah. All the drama, we could just love it. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, elsewhere, West Brom versus Norwich. Can you say right? Don't care for the player for These two are rubbish. These two are both rubbish. Yeah, they're awful. Both of them. West Brom are terrible. Like really, really bad. And same with Norwich. Like how bad. Did they look when we beat them? And even when you beat them, didn't you? <laughs> I think you did. <laughs> I could be wrong. There, uh, to be fair, I should probably remember it. We aren't. We are, <laughs> Lord, <laughs> we aren't won many many games. We probably remember the ones that we have. Ah, yeah, I suppose. Um, what was that? It was one of the recent games as well. I think they drove nil nil against Rotherham at home. Like they're just they're just poor. No, nil nil. I'm going nil nil. I'm going one nil West Brom. Draw, draw. I'm saying one one. No, I just hope it's but we off. did beat them, but in January. So who oh, knows right, what okay. manager that was at that point? <laughs> West Brom one nil. Uh, Max Aaron's to fall over. <laughs> um, just with no one in ten yards of him. Yeah, yeah, yeah just to fall over. Yeah. And then finally, why have you done this? <laughs> finally, last but certainly not least, uh, Saturday, as this goes out, and as uh, me and Grace will be going live after this game. Yes. Sunderland versus Watford. We could uh, we could have quite the transition between now when mm-hmm, this goes I out know. and then the live show. Oh, hold on, the, the recording was broke. We'll have to just call it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I've actually uh, got somewhere to be. Sorry, I just have to rush oh, off. I've got an appointment that day actually. <laughs> oh, I don't want to predict this. Yeah, you do. Because it's on record. It's not like I'm saying it. It's there forever. We need Liam Cochran to come yet. out and say. Uh, go on then. You might as well say lads. like like. 8-0 Sunderland. Caffrey always says 2-0 the lads. Yeah. Always without oh, fail. Oh, I feel like in his honour. In his honour. Are you going to do it? I mean, he's not dead, but... <laughs> <laughs> he's got like... to a better place. He's not dead. He's just not here. I feel like for, for poor him, I should just go 2-0 the lads, but... That would be right. lying? No, right, right. Let me just play it through my head, right? Okay. I think we're going to be coming out in our thousands. I think we're going to get a sellout, Right. Do, do you know how many you are bringing? Do you have any idea? No, not a clue. Not but a clue. when I looked for tickets to go as an away fan, um, they had like quite a lot. Right. Okay. I think they had about two fifty left the last time I checked. Anyway, we're gonna come out in our droves. Probably get a sell off our last game of the season. You know what happened the last time we got a sell out? Exactly. Every time we, all fans come out, we don't perform. We lost two one at the bottom of the league, Doncaster yeah. Rovers. Alright, oh my god. It, it, really what's worrying me is this isn't, know, this yeah. isn't like, like, you know, Do you want to this isn't Wigan at home. Like, as much as you're bad, you're bottom of the form table. Right now, you are the worst team in the league, right? Wow. 
but you still got these players who just rub it in why don't you that was personal he was like directly at you you're never coming on you are terrible Right, that's your dreams of life going down the drain. <laughs> but you've just got these players like to bring up these moments of quality. Like Joe Pedro could just bang one in, couldn't he? He just could mm. if he wanted to. Two one. Well, no one that's quality is injured for Watford, to my knowledge. So we've got pretty much full squad. Pretty much everyone's injured for Sunderland. I was going to say, do we have any fit players? Mm. Is Mowbray going to have to lace his boots up? I'm going to go. <laughs> I think we'll get. I think the lads will do it. I think we'll get over the line. I'm gonna go two one Sunderland. Ah. Oh, okay. oh I would have done that. Um, We've never had a rival come on the show. This is fun. I like this. I think. Oh, I'm gonna say it's gonna end one one. I think it's gonna be a draw again. That would just kill me. I think. I think the the pressure might get to us. And then I agree. <laughs> we we ain't got nothing to play for. That's what worries me. I'd rather you have something to play for. So the lads are just either gonna like do an absolute like I can't even describe what how they're gonna play, or we're gonna just be like, oh, you know what? Let's decide to be world class today. So for I think giggles. it's gonna be yeah, literally. So I think it's gonna be one one. Two nil the lads. No, I'm trying. Uh, <laughs> sorry, Liam. Oh, I, I actually can... said two nil the lads, but like my lads. In his honour. Well, that would be lying. Great. So. <laughs> I honestly don't know. I'm going to say it. Just, just for the drama, let's go to all again. No. <laughs> what do you mean, no? No, 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 no. I've got nothing left. <laughs> That'll be you once we lose. No, because I just, I, all I want, right, I do not want to be going away to Preston, right? Worrying. I'd rather have it sewn up, and we could. But if I got a precedent, see, was bottled on that final day. Oh my god! This is why Watford's such a good team. You don't know what to expect from us. It's a roller coaster. Mm. You can't predict us. I mean, we lost one 0 against Hull. You know. Dropping points to Hull happens to the best of us. Yeah. But that's just what I mean. Like, no offense, but we really should beat you. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Which is crazy to say. You were in the Premier League last year. There was mm-hmm. two leagues between us last year. And now we're saying we pr- probably should win this. We were in an FA Cup final literally like two, three seasons ago. We could be looking at a, a very fun end to the season. As, no matter which way you look at it. I'm sorry to break it to you, Jeff, but life isn't sunshine and rainbows. You can't just wish that we do well and we will do well. No, no, that's why it's worrying me. You have to th- say, this is where I prosper more than you because I've thought about the eventualities of not winning. I have. And it's... It breaks your like heart. It. it breaks your heart. Yeah. That's what happens, my friend. We're just gonna have to say, clip, clip this once we've uh, come five, come five o'clock. Clip this and see how we've got on. You've seen the op- the optimism is you can cut you can cut the air with a knife. All this tension. It's we'll gonna be. We'll soon see. How we'll are the lads? See. How are the lads? That was such a sad one. <laughs> <laughs> how are the, the lads? <laughs> Please. Tears streaming. Tony, please. please Tony, please. <laughs> Should we call it there before we, we need to go get you some tissues? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> How does it not get you? I've I've been there. We've so been there. Far. We've been there. Yeah, so why isn't why is it still affecting you? Because it's the hope. It's the hope that kills you. 
And on and on that bombshell, I think that's a good uh, good place to leave it, don't you think? Aye. Uh, thank you very very much for listening for this episode of the uh, podcast. Thank you, Grace, for taking time to come on. Thanks, Thanks for having filling me. the boot to Liam Caffrey. For once, we haven't had a, a Haaland and Mbappe uh, debate. It's been wonderful. Thank you for that uh, breath of fresh air. And uh, but yeah, thank you very much for listening. If you don't already, follow the podcast. Follow us on the socials at Onion Bag on Spark on Instagram, at Onion Bag Pod I think on Twitter. on Twitter, and of course all the other Spark Sunland, uh, Spark Sunland socials on Twitter and Instagram and on TikTok. Get on the TikTok. We'll be on there very very soon. But uh, yeah, thank you very much for listening. It's a goodbye from me. Goodbye from me. Enjoy your weekend, guys. It's goodbye from me. Are we the lads? Spark on 107 FM, on your smart speaker and online at sparksundland.com.